Welcome to another edition of the Bachelor News Radio Show. Thank you for joining us. Um, and we appreciate you being a part of this. You could have been doing anything else and you decided to be a part of this broadcast, the Bachelor News Radio Show on uh, Big Mind Entertainment. Of course, YouTube, if you're watching it there. And of course, you can listen to the audio of the bachelornews.airtime.pro. I want to bring in my guests, of course, AFC Roundup in uh, Nashville voice and sports awakening and he's got 27 job uh he is, <laughs> he is mike Patton. mike i appreciate you man happy new year once again sir <clears throat> uh, thank you for coming uh, for allowing me to come on again and uh happy new year to uh, you and everyone listening as well absolutely uh man a lot has happened since the last time we had you on let's start with the nfl um Right in your backyard, Tennessee Titans. Big scheme, the big picture of, of it. Do you are you surprised that they got the number one seed, uh, the the home field in the AFC? Honestly, I, I'm not. I can't say I'm terribly surprised, but I am in, in some aspects as well. Uh, for a team to not really have the great production out of Julio Jones, not really have AJ Brown, you know, the entire season healthy. And then also to be without Derrick Henry since week nine and still find a way to get the number one seed and win ball games, that's definitely an amazing feat. You know, and uh, it's, to be honest, it's, it's kind of worthy of uh, Mike Brable being coach of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, a, I mean, really, people wrote them off once Henry went down and they struggled a bit, you know, uh, winning games, but they regrouped. Uh, the offensive line continued to to uh, run the ball. Whoever, you know, helped the run and, and whoever was back there uh, ran the ball well. Defense played well, especially up front. Um, and Tannehill d- did some some good things. Struggled a little bit against the Texans, uh, but that was to be expected. Texas trying to go out the right way and certainly, um, you know, a, a divisional game. So I wasn't really surprised in that regard. But um the Colts, man, staying in the South. <laughs> Listen, if you had told me, you had told me, and T-Mac's up here, <clears throat> that the Steelers would win their last two, the Colts would lose the way they did the last two, and the Steelers get in because the Colts lose to Jacksonville. I'm not Listen, I know they don't play well in Jacksonville. It's all documented. I get that. But the way they went out – um, was very surprising. Carson Wentz wasn't. I've been saying this about Carson Wentz. This dude is peanut butter sandwich. You don't you don't give him a running game. The defense doesn't play well. You put it on his arm, peanut butter sandwich. He's gonna choke. And and so I wasn't surprised that he played played the way he played. But were you surprised how they had a meltdown? Um, because the interesting part of it, Mike, is. You know, for my Steelers, they needed the Colts to lose and the Raiders and Chargers not tied. The Raiders and Chargers <laughs> almost tied. That was more of a reality than the Colts <laughs> losing. But were you surprised at the Colts meltdown? Honestly, I was a little surprised. Uh, you know, the first game, I, I have a few friends that are actually Colts fans. And um, I, I mentioned to them about the actual Raiders game previously. I'm like, okay, they might could lose this game. The Raiders could potentially win this. Oh, no, we're going to win this. We got this. We got this. Lost it. Going to Jacksonville. 
oh, we got that, we got that, we're going to win and get in the playoffs. I'm like, okay, they must have forgot they hadn't won there since 2014. And it was just – it was amazing to see the breakdown that happened. You wouldn't think the Jaguars, who, by the way, fans organized a clown suit protest against the team, showing up in clown suits at yeah. the game. <laughs> and this is the, the – and I guess it was enough to motivate them to actually win the game because they just dominated on both sides of the ball. Trevor Lawrence did whatever he wanted to. And, I mean, it, it, they really didn't have a dominant running game and they won that game against the Colts, which it was amazing. I, I I didn't expect it. I mean, honestly, it's almost like the Colts never never even traveled to Jacksonville. Yeah, that was uh, a, a shocking result. Uh, speaking of uh, the Raiders Chargers, I mean, it, it. If anybody, I know he's only been there, uh, it, it, you know. In a short period of time, but anybody needs to be fired is is the Chargers coach. He's done stupid stuff all year, going for it <laughs> on your 18 or whatever it was yesterday in that game. And then Raiders, you know, Chargers did us a favor. Forget about Jacksonville, but the Chargers did us a favor because the Raiders look like they, hey, we'll just take the tie. We're both gonna get mm. in, we'll get in, they'll get in. All's well, we'll play next week. He calls timeout to allow the Raiders to kick a field goal. Thank you, Mr. Staley, for the charges. Pittsburgh says, thank you very much. But what about that call? What about his this this whole notion of, you know, the analytics and going for it? We've seen John Harbaugh make it famous, and it cost them uh, this, their season going for it and, and you know, all those type of things, but going for it on fourth down, going for it on the 18. What about the, the Chargers coach making these decisions and costing them the game and the overall picture of these coaches taking these chances based on these geeky numbers, I call it? Well, honestly, you missed the, the most popular guy that does this, and that's Frank Wright. So, honestly, all three of the coaches that really do this a lot, which is John Harbaugh, uh, Staley out out in uh, Los Angeles, and then uh, right, they're all out of the playoffs. So you know that's what you get kind of get for listening to numbers, play the stats, play the statistics. I understand that part of it. Sometimes you do have to go for it, but come on now, some of these analytics are not going to win you games because some of these guys giving you analytics have never put on shoulder pads a day in their life. Right. So you know, I like Staley. In some instances, I liked him more as a defensive coordinator for the Rams last year because he he definitely was – I mean, honestly, I think he was better than Morris, than Raheem Morris has been this year. But I'll say that uh, as a head coach, he's got a lot to learn. Now, do I think he deserves firing after one year? No. But I don't think any coach really deserves that unless they just bomb incredibly bad. I mean, I don't even think Steve Wilkes deserved that when he got fired at Arizona after one year. But – you know, he definitely uh, cost his team. That is for sure he cost his team. Talking with Mike Patton here on the Bassin News Radio Show on the Bassin News Radio Network. Mike, uh, before I go bring T in, um, you talked about, you know, Coach of the Year in, um, in terms of uh, Rabel. Um, I, you know, I've been very tough on Tomlin for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he allowed A.B. do what he did and finally got rid of He didn't really get rid of A.B. until A.B., you know, went after Roethlisberger, threw the football at him and that kind of thing. Then he was gone. Um, and then 
allowing Roethlisberger in a lot of ways to kind of run the ship as, as, as well. Um, but they have no business being in the playoffs with that offense, the, the, the running, the defense getting gashed week after week, all the injuries and the different things. Roethlisberger can't throw the ball more than five yards down the field. And they're in the playoffs. So when you look at what he's done and look at Vrabel and some others, who would you say is is the, the coach of the year this year? Now, I will say this, though. One thing about Roethlisberger, that actually, you know, letting him do what he wanted to do, that was more from the GM than, than Tomlin. He was actually in a no-win situation. But I will say that, um, you know, as far as Tomlin, I, I enjoy watching him coach. The man has never had a losing season on the sidelines. There's got to be something to be said about that. So, you know, I give him his respect there. But I don't think he's in the running for coach of the year. Um, I would have said uh, Brian Flores was, but it was like, wow, I'm still shocked he got fired. That's but just crazy. They, they should it, have it was, it's insane. That, that's yeah. insane. But, you know, hey, he's fired. But, you know, Matt Rule and Joe Judge still have jobs. Right. Go figure. Um, then, you know, uh, I'll say Belichick is in there in some aspects just because, you know, nobody expected the Patriots to make the playoffs this year. Um, Vrabel, of course, is in there. And, I mean, you've got to put the coach from, uh, you got to put the Green Bay coach in there, Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else you could put in there for that one, but. I don't know about Belichick because, you know. I, I expected. Well, I mean, I expected them to mm-hmm. make the playoffs. I mean, I, I I thought, especially when, you know, how Mac Jones played to start start the year, that defense, and they could run the ball, they run into tight ends and stuff. I I expected them to make the play. I didn't expect them to to win a division. I thought Buffalo would, but I thought that New England would make the playoffs. But um, you were saying, yeah, I, honestly, I I didn't expect them to make the playoffs. Uh, Especially with going the rookie quarterback to start, mm, I just did, I didn't put the odds for them to win it. But hey, it happened. He put himself up there. And a lot of people actually want to vote him coach of the year, and I'm like, I just don't, I can't see it. I mean, honestly, looking at Vrabel, he's used ninety to. I think he's used ninety players this year. That's an right. NFL record. Mm. You lose your, you lose your top running back. You lose your top uh, receivers for. Uh, a good portion of the season, and you still win the division. You still get the number one seed. I mean, honestly, I think he's made a great case for him to be the coach of the year this year. I mean, look at the pieces they lost defensively for pieces of the season too. Bud Dupree for some of the season. You lo- you didn't lose Jeff Simmons. He's been there. But you lost, like, pretty much majority of your linebackers, your inside linebackers, and Rashawn Evans, uh, Jayon Brown, I mean, David Long was gone. They were they were actually going with a rookie this year at some points for like three or four games and still winning games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's a, a great point. Real quick, speaking of King Henry, is he coming back to play once they find out who they're playing? He he will be back. Oh, he's actually he actually was back at practice last week. Right. So they they didn't want to activate him, of course, for that game. But he was back at practice last week. He actually did not look like he had any kind of limp or anything like that at all. He was running, doing what he usually does. And he's actually been working out individually for about a week or two out there, quiet as it's kept. 
Okay. But uh, you know, with the trainers and things like that. So yeah, he will be back, and that's why it's a big event, big thing that the Titans got home to the advantage, because you know, as uh, Teron Davenport and ESPN, he pointed out one good thing about being at home. They have grass on the field in Tennessee instead of turf. Turf would probably tear your foot up a little bit more. Or is not not as much to give in terms. It doesn't give as much with with your foot. Grass definitely gives more with your foot. So definitely advantage Titans when it comes to that, and definitely advantage Eric Henry. Talking with Mike Patton, I'm bringing Tony T Mac McLean, of course, from uh, BAS and uh, Newsroom. T, good to see you. Um, questions for Mike. Uh. I um I halfway agree with you. I thought the guy who got fired today should have got coach of the year. Um, Flores, yeah. Um, oh, he's definitely a candidate, and I definitely don't. I'm definitely shaking my head at the Dolphins, but you know they the people are saying that Harbaugh, but actually Harbaugh is not actually one of the candidates, which is funny. Yeah. Well, and, and 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 to and to be honest, I don't think I I don't think Harbaugh would go there. I think he'd probably wind up going to um, Chicago. Some yeah, and maybe, maybe Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if um if the, if the Giants come to their senses and fire uh Judge Judy and uh, bring him in there. <laughs> oh man, the voice court lawyer is better than him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she she I, I I think she'd at least would throw on on third and nine. <laughs> I just don't understand how you fire you allow the GM to retire. And you let Joe Judge stay as the coach, and he has a meeting with the team. I'm like, come on, the team doesn't want him back, yet you're going to keep him there, and you're going to keep Daniel Jones. I mean, come on now, what is yeah, going the on? Giants, the Giants, the Giants, uh, the Giants are back in 1974, right about now. Well, whatever time zone they're in, or, or time period they're in, they're positively stinking it up. Yeah, I can smell them from here. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, it, I, I I just don't understand. Um, just to the both of you, start with you, Mike. When you look at the uh, the landscape of the AFC, let's start with them first. You know, I I still say Chiefs are you know they're the standard. They are the you know the AFC champs uh, from last year. You know, won the Super Bowl the year before that, and they still got that bad man number fifteen. Um, I'm very concerned. I, I don't want to say. Ryan Tannehill is Carson Wentz, but thank God King Henry's coming back because I <laughs> I don't you don't want Tannehill, you know, leading the charge to get you to the Super Bowl. So thank God he's coming back. But when you look at the AFC overall, you know, the Bengals are the the glamour pick now with Chase and Burrow and how they're playing. And again, I mentioned the Chiefs, but who do you think is the favorite in the AFC? Start with you, uh, Mike. Well, of course, the favorite is uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, ever since they've acquired Melvin Ingram from your Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way, they've been uh, they've only lost one game, one, and their defense has been very, very solid. I mean, honestly, it's like Melvin Ingram fit perfectly for what they needed and allowed them to put Chris Jones back inside at the uh, defensive tackle position. And and real quick to to your point about <laughs> that, you know that defense. You know the the silver lining in that loss to Cincinnati is they they went after Burrow. I mean they I think they had four sacks in that game. They, they I don't know why they they played press with Chase. He was killing you all day. You got to have a safety over the top. They kept playing man with the he was okay. okay Burrow said all right, gonna play man. I'm just gonna go. I, my guy's gonna beat your guy. 
And they, could, right. they, you know, stubborn, didn't come out of it. But anyway, to your point in terms of their defense, has been playing really well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, also, what I can say is uh, about that game, you notice that the Chiefs were actually trying to stop the run just a little bit more. And because of that, they exposed their secondaries, mainly their corners. And I'll say this. If the Chiefs do that and come up against the run against the Titans that same way, with the way Julio Jones played this past weekend, he looked like he was catching a rhythm and a groove with uh, Ryan Tannehill. Probably his best game of the season. Right. At the right time of the season, which I, I have been telling Titans fans the entire year. You don't need him to be outstanding during the season. You need Julio to be outstanding when it comes to playoff time because if him and, and A.J. Hill. Brown get going. And oh, yeah, he's Hill. fine now. <laughs> he's actually he's actually fine now. You actually saw him a couple times where Tannehill missed him deep. And he had ran past the Houston defenders. Right. He was already he was he was going for a touchdown. It's just you know him and Tannehill don't have necessarily the greatest rhythm just because you know he's been in and out of the lineup. But you know the good thing is last couple of weeks both of them have had a chance to practice with each other and get the rhythm down. So yeah. But yeah, I would say the my my uh, my, my favorite definitely is still the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they don't have home field advantage. But you know. Is what it is. They still are the champs of the AFC. T. In the AFC. Did the champs do you beat them? Although I think if we get a tight I think if you get a Titans Chiefs uh AFC final, I like you gotta you gotta lean for the Titans strictly because they're at home. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this though. Just to kind of cut I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but mm-hmm. the la- the last two times. The Titans have had home field advantage in the playoffs. Got beat. They have lost the first game, and, and mm-hmm. well, you know the, the team. The team that they lost to is not in it. I was say it was just Baltimore Ravens. Us Baltimore Ravens both times. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's an ominous thing there as well. They're going to have to exercise those demons also. So, yeah. But I will say this though, definitely. You know, one thing I do look at. Is you remember a couple of years ago when the Titans made an impromptu run to the uh, AFC Championship and they had to face the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and they were up a little bit early, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes made that run, and then all of a sudden the whole tide and momentum swung. Um, you got to also remember the Titans' defense is not as bad as it was then. They didn't have a pass rusher in that game. They didn't really have great cornerback play. So I mean, you, you look at the guys they have now. They have Jeffrey Simmons. And they got God, I cannot remember his name, but he's had a great year playing right next to uh, Jeffrey Simmons inside. And then you've got Bud Dupree coming off one side, and Harold Landry, who was their sack leader, coming off the other side. So, being honest, I, if they play the Titans again, that's why I'm going for the, the. I think the Titans can win because the Titans' defense is definitely, definitely better. Well, if it if it's a if it's a showdown and it's neutral. Again, if the Chiefs, if it comes down to those two teams and the Chiefs neutralize the running game, it, yeah, all bets are off. Yeah, I mean, that's it, true. It, it, you know, uh, he's he's not gonna match Pat Mahomes. Mahomes gonna get well, well, the The one thing you also the one thing you got to have that that they have gone for them the fact that they were able to sustain. And also get home field without without uh, King Henry. Right. That has to do a lot for their psyche. Now, right. look, they've been, you know, they've been on the verge for let's say the last three years now. 
And at some, you know, no disrespect to the Chiefs. Chiefs clearly have been the best team in the AFC the last, you know, two, two to three years. But they're, you know, they're, they're you know, the, the thing is the AFC is getting more top heavy now. You see the Bengals are turning, you know, the, you see where the Bengals are going. Uh, even as, as, as lousy as they looked last night, I think that there's, you know, the Raiders are going to be somebody you're going to have to deal with down the road um, strictly because of their defense. So if if Tennessee is going to win it, they better win it this year because it, the rest of the rest of the AFC is starting to load up. And, uh, you know, you get that you get that three to five year window to win. And if you don't take advantage of it, um, you become the Utah Jazz, for lack of a better word. Right. Talk, <laughs> hey, talk, uh, talk, Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say also uh, one one thing we we didn't mention as well, which I, I I did have to mention and commend the Titans for. They went and picked up a guy that I thought they would pick up, and Deontay Foreman. He had over 500 yards rushing, yeah. actually replacing Derrick Henry, and he didn't start the first couple games after Henry was gone. Mm-hmm. He just was brought on the roster with Adrian Peterson because I knew they were picking up Adrian Peterson. But I kept telling people they're going to pick up Deontay Foreman because he's familiar with the system, and people thought I was crazy. And then, lo and behold, who they pick up? Yeah, well, um, Pittsburgh's very familiar with Deontay Foreman and, <laughs> and a few other running backs. <sighs> but anyway, <laughs> I'll talk with Mike Pat and Tony McLean on on the Bass News Radio Show. All right, Mike, going to the the NFC. Listen, <clears throat> Green Bay home field. I've seen this movie before, though. You know, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, I think that I think outside of Dan Marino, I mean, nobody throws the ball like him. And, you know, obviously Hall of Famer. But I've seen this movie before, you know, peanut butter sandwich. So I'm not sold on Green Bay getting to the Super Bowl because they got home field. You know, uh, Dallas has been, you know, they can light it up. But, I, you know, if they don't get turnovers on defense, they don't really play that well. And, you know, Dak has been missing – missing a lot of passes and, and wide open guys and stuff, you know, guys dropping balls. I'm not, I don't know about the NFC as well, but what, what say you in terms of who you think will um, win the uh, conference? I'll say this. Uh, the Cowboys might not make it out of the first game. Right. They do play the San Francisco 49ers mm. and the 49ers. Uh, I mean, I honestly, the kryptonite for the 49ers has always been Jimmy G and if yep. they get behind early in the game. This game, they got behind 17-0 against one of the best teams in the NFC, and they put up points over and over and over again. And honestly, Jimmy G, I'll say this, he had his bad moments in that game for sure, like throwing that interception right near the goal line to Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. But he shook it off. He drove them down the field and threw a touchdown to Tennessee, middle Tennessee's own. Je, uh, Jawan Jennings, which he's he, he went to Tennessee, but he's from Murfreesboro, which is about twenty minutes. From. But uh, you know, it just uh, you know, I, I don't think they make it out of the first weekend. I think Green Bay is uh, definitely a formidable team. But you know, if I have to pick a dark horse to make it out, and I'm not being biased, I don't want people to tell me that. I think the 49ers could make some noise in the playoffs. It's going to be, I think, it's going to be an NFC West team potentially come out of. The, the NFC, either the Rams or potentially the dark horse to be the 49ers. See, I, before you answer, I, I picked the Rams all year 
but Matthew Stafford scares the <laughs> living crap out of me. Two interceptions, like the last three games, he's had like eight interceptions in four games, something like that. Not only that, the defense are, are the their defense is the um, football version of the Splash Brothers. They got a bunch of guys who can make <laughs> plays, right? But they're not physical. Um, this they're very. I, I'm 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 starting to go away from them and and maybe go the the uh, the route of the 49ers. They're physical. They run the ball. Debo is is amazing. Jimmy G is again the 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 he's shaky, right? Yeah, he's shaky. But, but the Rams just they're not. Can I tell you about the Rams? Go ahead. Okay, about the Rams, the one thing I noticed about them is, of course, they do have – I mean, Reader at the linebacker has been playing really well for them. Right. I have to give them credit there. But outside of Von Miller, you've got – who who doesn't make plays as much as I think he could make plays. I think he's still hurt. Play. I think he's still hurt, to be quite yeah, honest. Something's, yeah, something's going on. I, I, he yeah. just doesn't look the same. Aaron um, Donald, you, Ramsey. you got Aaron Donald, Ramsey. Outside of those guys, you gotta also think they're filling in with a bunch of guys, either draft picks or free agents or things like that. The talent level is not spread evenly on that defense, and I think that's the biggest issue. And plus, you know, Staley's gone gotta, too. I think hurts them. Too. Yeah, Staley really hurts with them not being because mm-hmm. he he put Jalen Ramsey in great positions to make a lot of plays, and he noticed right. this year he's made plays, but he hasn't made as many plays as he usually would make. The, the scary, so, the scary thing with the Rams is, at some point in the playoffs, Matthew Stafford has to win the game by himself. Right. I, I just as I, you know, I, again, I, I'll, I'll use another Judge Judy reference. I'll, I, I just assume hand it over to her before I hand it over to uh, Stafford at this point, especially in the postseason. It's just I just, I just don't see it. This, um, the scary thing about the Niners is. Would it be a would it be a bit of a stretch that as a team defense they may be the best team going into the playoffs in the NFC as a team they don't have a lot of big names but as a team their defense seems to be peaking at the right point right now I mean now yesterday you know yesterday you know they get up to seventeen early but the fact that they shut them down and and, and again you know we all know that um you know Garofalo you have to sort of you know you know, look and peek at the at at, at, at times, <laughs> but you know, Debo Samuels is a is a beast. I mean, and, he, he, he and I'm not and Sean McVay. I saw him play me. live. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean McVay. Um, I, I think you know, ever since that Super Bowl, I'm again. I just don't like some of the decisions he makes in his games. It, I mean, everybody. Well, is the 49ers beat the Rams all the time? I get it, but. You can't blow a lead like that. You can't. You can't blow a lead when you know you got to win at least to secure. Guys, Arizona wins, you know, and you lose, you lose the division. Isn't Kyle aren't, aren't Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay basically the same guy? In a sense, the only difference. The only difference. <laughs> yeah. The only. I mean, they they pretty much run a, a boatload of motion to run the same plays like five, six, seven times. They literally, literally, what they. But the only difference is, is that. Uh, you know, well, they actually you know they if they had Robert Woods out there for the uh, for the uh, for the for the Rams, then that would be you know that would be what what doing, he'd be doing the same things Debo is doing, except yeah. where he's just not as physical. You know, the other but, uh, the, the, yeah. the, the game that we we haven't mentioned or the 
two teams we haven't mentioned they're actually playing is the Eagles and Tampa. And, you know, the Eagles run the ball as good, if not better in some cases, better than the 49ers. They run the football. They've been doing it all year. Um, mm-hmm. I think Jalen's been playing a lot better. And the interesting thing with Tampa, guys, is I already see where they're going. He, he's, you know, Mike Evans is hurt. They don't have the receivers. They get, I, I guess, Fournette comes back, and that's his safety blanket being Brady. But I, I, I looked at them trying to use their tight ends a lot in the playoffs. They're going to go double tight. They're going to be throwing the ball. Oh, yeah. You saw what yeah. they did with Gronkowski. If they can keep if they you keep know, Gronkowski up, if they can keep Gronkowski upright for more than two hours, they got a shot. But 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 let's face it, you know, Gronk's, you know, Gronk's his guy. You know, that's you know, he yeah, but yeah. he's he's what Jay Novacek was to, you know, um Troy Aikman. Aikman. That's but, that's and OJ, and OJ Howard too. And they got they got, they got like three tight ends they, they can use in their scheme, but that's gonna be interesting. Because it's going to be, you know, this um, running game that's really good against a very good defensive team that stops to run. Whoever wins that battle wins. But is Tampa, Mike, uh, a dark horse because of Brady to, to get back there? Hopefully not. But well, <laughs> I, I'll say this. They won't be a dark horse because of Brady. If they're yeah. a dark horse, it would be because that defense steps up. Because, honestly, they haven't been the same defense since they right. were last year. Right. Uh, they, you know, you had um, – I mean, they haven't had – they've had a lot of injuries, I'll say, with their secondary linebackers. You know, White's been there playing. But, uh, you know, the vet back there, he hadn't been playing. He's He's been injured a lot. So, and then plus Shaq Barrett's hurt too. So, you know, they haven't been the same defensively. If they're able to turn it up defensively – I give them a better shot because honestly, looking at their offense, I mean, you got Mike Evans injured. You've got uh, Godwin's out for the year. Antonio Brown, we know he ain't there. You got um, who else? You got you got Cyril Grayson, who was a guy that ran track at LSU, and now right, he's not play football. Yeah, yeah. Then you have uh, yeah, Scotty Miller. I mean, the list goes on and on, but I mean, none of those guys are, are guys you can be like, okay, cool, give me, make me a play. Neither one, none of them are. So, honestly, their defense is going to have to be better than their offense for them to make a run. Dude, and, oh, one- and also, I forgot to mention too, Tampa Bay also is very good against the run. Right. So, I'm not sure Philly's going to have to change that game plan up, or they're going to have to say, hey, we're going to run the football. You stopped it. I don't know. We'll see. I think they're going to run the ball and you stop it. I I think they're not going to cut. Tamp, Philly, and the 49ers know who they are. They they, they do. Phil's going to run the football. Now, if they get behind, you know, 17 nothing or something, then they're going to have to make the adjustments. But but, um, if they don't, they're going to run the football. That's that's what they do. Um, You know, a little play action with Jalen, roll them outside, that kind of thing and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing we're not talking about, guys, that can affect all of this is COVID. If a team, Tennessee or Green Bay, you know, two days before the game, they get 10 of their starters out, then that could change everything. And the fact that they're spreading out this first round so they can get in a Monday game because you got the two games Saturday, three games Sunday, and then the the one Monday night game. A lot can happen between now and then. And remember, they've already got contingency plans 
for the Super Bowl. They've already, they, you know, they've already asked um, uh, Jerry wow. Jones about using his place. Uh, apparently, the Rose Bowl is still on standby. Uh, they may, uh, LA, they may even be coming to uh, Costco, the Costco Dome, just in case. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's just it's that X factor that you know it if if. You know, the only thing stop uh, King Henry is COVID. You know, I mean, the way he yeah. runs the football, uh, that kind of thing. Um, uh, player of the year, Mike, number one, who's MVP? And what's your thought on this writer who said he wouldn't vote for Aaron Rodgers because he's he's a bad person and Aaron called him oh. and all this kind of stuff. Now, here's the other here's the part of it. <laughs> and Tony knows this. Uh, baseball writers do this all the time. You know, oh, yeah. I don't like the guy, so I'm not going to vote for the guy. But what's your? Who do you think wins the MVP? And do you think that's a fair assessment? You know, putting character into your decision. Honestly, I think that more than likely Aaron Rodgers wins it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I was rooting for Jonathan Taylor, but you can't necessarily give him the MVP and he's sitting at home not exactly. making the playoffs. So. That, that kind of ruined his candidacy right there. So I'll, I'll say Aaron Rodgers is going to win it more than likely. Um, as far as the writer that, that said he wasn't going to vote on them because he's a jerk and all those type of things, I'm like, look, your job is to vote for the MVP. Your job is not to put your personal feelings in it. Secondly, you're not supposed to say all that stuff out loud anyway. You're supposed to keep that to yourself. Because if you start doing that, you're doing the same exact thing that the baseball writers are doing, not voting on somebody because, oh, well, he didn't he didn't grant me that interview or he didn't do this or anything. I'm not saying I love Aaron Rodgers and all he stands for. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is it is a football award. It is not a personality award. So there you go. That's that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. And, and Tony, you know, the same question to you and. I mean, look what, you know, how, how they treated Barry Barnes. You know, Barry Barnes, right. come on now. The dude could have won an MVP every year of most of his career, you mm -hmm. know. But but what's your thoughts on who wins and, and the writer deciding he won't vote for him because he doesn't like Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Chicago Tribune writer Hub Arkish is the guy's name. Now, now, right. doesn't, yep. now, 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 last I checked, didn't uh, Roger say he owns Chicago? Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> he sure did. Well, there you go. Well, well, there you go. There you go. Um, me personally, if I had a vote, I'd kind of vote for Burrow because I think the I don't think the Bengals make the play. I mean, if you go by that, you know, because you know everybody defines the MVP differently. Hmm. Now, if you go by analytics, if you go by you know you know whatever. You could say Burrow only because the Bengals are probably what let five is another Bengals season if not for Burrow. Although Mixon was great this year as well, and 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 Chase. But um, I say all that you know, Rogers is probably going to get it, and you know, it, it it just looks you know, uh, the guy in Chicago just looks disingenuous when he came out the way he said it. It just it just oh. looks it, it looks incredibly petty. And, and oh, look, then he then he also apologized too. Yeah, he came oh, sure, which is, yeah, 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 which is you know, but he really doesn't which mean that. Either, sincere, you know, which is about as sincere as a as a as a handshake from Donald Trump. But that's another that's another story in and of look. 
uh, Aaron Rodgers is a 24 karat butthole. We all know that. I, but you know, again, like Mike said, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's an it's a, a performance award. And someone tell Bruce Arians to you know take a, several seats because he's basically saying that you know if if uh, Brady doesn't get it. It doesn't exist. Well, then it doesn't <laughs> exist. Then, as far as I'm concerned, right? It's it's, it's the never it's the never ending story with the pink dragon flying in the sky. Then, Bruce. Exactly. Exactly. And I wouldn't give it to Burrow because they had the same team last year. Chase comes in, and then I mean, you know, I know he got hurt and all that. Kind of, I just think Chase makes a big difference for sure. him more I so. Um, but yeah, I, I, listen. Um, this reporter saying what he. He says, you know, these reporters, they shouldn't even have, I never thought any of these reporters should have um, a vote anyway. It, it, they should come up with some kind of players committee and because those are the guys. Oh, you can't that do that. Game. I mean, well, no, no, can't no, do that. no, 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 listen, listen, I'm not no, saying, no, I'm no, saying, no, I'm no, not no, saying no, current players. Wait a minute, I'm not saying current players. I'm saying former players who played the game, who can look at this objectively and say, hey, you know, this is the MVP of the league. You Not the current bullet player. How about this, guys? Uh, we all know the NFL Network. They do that, you know, the 100 you know, top players in the league every year. Hell, they pretty much get it right, I think. I think they've gotten it when they've done it year by year by year. I think for the most part, it parallels. Why not have those guys vote for the MVP? I mean, look, you're going to get – look, there's going to be pettiness and whatever either way, but – I'm going to listen to a guy in the trenches as that's opposed I mean. to somebody that, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah. I got, played, I got, I got an played, idea. That played Frisbee their whole career, their whole life. You know? I got, I got, I got an idea. Why don't you break it down to percentages, break it down to percentages of how actually the votes count. You know, the writers can still have their vote, but it's just not going to sure. count for a huge percentage. Sure. Of it. Exactly. I think you've all, I think for any, awards you always have to have um a player's input because they've been and, and look there's there's media biases you know we've seen in the nba where guys don't vote for a guy because they you know for, you know, it's a, it's a, you know they find out that the guy gets a a raise like a, a hundred thousand dollar bonus if he wins mvp so they won't vote for him right. and then you had and then and then you had that mental midget uh bill simmons a few years ago uh, you know, t- touting uh, LeBron because he was because he was going to make a couple of bucks if LeBron had won MVP. So it's 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 <laughs> you gotta you know there's got to be a different balance. There has there has to be a balance where you get the players' input and the media's input. But like Mother Mike said, I I would I would maybe make it like a fifty five forty five players and media. You know? Yeah. Real real quick. Um, offensive player of the year, Mises Chase, defense. Uh, um, Parsons in, in, in Dallas, um, defensive player. Listen, if uh, if Watt doesn't win it in Pittsburgh after tying Strahan, he'll never win it. You know, sure. I, listen, like I told my son, Aaron Donald is a freak of nature. The, the play interior, get double teamed and still get sacks, he's a bad dude. I mean, j- mm-hmm. let, let's just. I mean, he's always he trains with knives. He trains with knives. <laughs> <laughs> I know he seriously. Yeah, he does. He, I'm he like, does. man, that's crazy. 
So yeah. who's your? So I want any parts of that we, guy. Hey, hey, can we can we throw some honorable mention for uh, Crosby out in uh, Vegas as well? Oh yeah, yeah, I, I'll yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like his, I like his, his story, minute, but I just think he he needs to be in the conversation. But I like and, his story. And, yeah, and 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 um, Hendrickson with Cincinnati, how he how yes, he definitely. I yeah. mean, how they got them from the Saints and free it like that. That's the Saints, Saints had no money. That's why. <laughs> right, but I'm saying that that's the steal of the free agency for me, but for Cincinnati. But Mike, defensive player of the year, offense mm-hmm. and defensive rookie of the year. Your thought? All right, offensive player of the year. I mean, I hate to say it, even though he didn't win the go to the playoffs, but Jonathan Taylor was just too amazing for yeah. the Colts to not give him any awards. Um, as far as defensive player of the year, I mean, honestly. If it doesn't go to to uh, Watt, it's going to go to Michael Parsons, and he's going to win the rookie and, and defensive player of the year mm-hmm. at the same time. If it's going to be one of those two, but you know, in, in my opinion, I mean, I think Watt played great. I mean, to get those amount of sacks and not play in all the games, yeah, he amazing. missed two games. <laughs> it's a, that's amazing, but um, you know, but more than likely, do I do I think him winning it? Mm, it's going to be. Uh, I'm about. 60-40 on him winning it on in all actuality. I wow. think Michael Parsons might mess around and win it. He and actually you, might mess around and win it. And and you're saying Chase is your offensive rookie of the year? Hands oh, down. yeah, definitely. All By right. far. By okay. far. All right. Tony, yours, defensive player of the year, the the offensive uh, – I love Jonathan Taylor. I, I would have said he would have been in my MVP, like Mike said. Yeah. If they had if made they had the yeah. right. And yeah. then your, your rookie's offense and defense. Yeah. Taylor, uh, offensive player of the year. Uh, um, Watt's got to be your defensive player of the year. I mean, you know, I mean, Parsons had a great year too. I'll, I'll, I'll give Parsons defensive rookie of the year, and um, yeah, you, you know, Chase. You know, I mean, Ray Charles and Jose Feliciano called and said that they can vote. They have to vote for them you know, for um, for <laughs> offensive rookie of the year. It just simply and just, I mean. You got to deal with Cincinnati. Only thing with them is they they better shore up that offensive line. I'm sure they they will since he's under rookie contract. They could probably spend some money on that offensive line because you can't let him get pounded. You know um, he's got to have time to throw the ball. Your Cincinnati. Um, one last NFL question: Baker Mayfield. They got the, a year left, right? So he'll be back by unless they trade by or default. whatever by default. But this guy is not – listen, I'm not saying he's not an NFL quarterback. But you – that lineup that they have with all those pro bowlers and everybody on both sides, the defense didn't play as well as I thought they would. You have got to make sure you shore up that quarterback position. He is not the guy. And Stefani is 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 just much to blame because the only guy to stop Nick Chubb was the head coach. You run. Why are you not? This was this was, this was this was this was the equivalent of who's the only guy that can hold Michael Jordan under twenty points? Dean Smith. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great point, Tony. But but Mike, I mean, I don't. Baker is not the guy if they're going to allow him to be this quarterback that he really isn't. You know, run the football, <laughs> then play action. You, they. I think they do got to get uh, a stretch receiver because Landry's a good receiver but he, he he you know he's not gonna deep out you you know go down the field um mm-hmm. so they probably need to get a a, a deep uh down the field receiver but other they than have that, one yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly 
<laughs> but hey, Baker wasn't getting on the ball, so he, you know, you know, receivers are divas. So hey, give me the ball or I'm out. So they got to replace. She was looking good in L.A. Yeah. So what what say you about Baker and, and that situation in Cleveland? Well, the thing is with Baker, you have to have he has to have throwing lanes. Biggest thing there is go back to the running game, get Kareem Hunt back healthy, get Nick Chubb back healthy, run the football, play action. Honestly, they have to make an option. They picked up an option on him for almost $19 million. Do I think he's a $19 million quarterback? No, I do not think he is a $19 million (laughs) quarterback. And honestly, I think this might be his last season there. Potentially, he could not be there next year. There's always that potential. Right. Um, and honestly, I heard somebody talk about uh, uh, one of my one of my uh, my buddies in the podcasting game, Mark Gunnels. Uh, he has a podcast called Mark My Words out of uh, L.A. He actually talked about him potentially going to the Redskins as an option because the Redskins have nobody. But just a thought. But honestly, I, you know, I think this experiment has to end unless you go back to making the running game your focus and making Baker be the guy that throws the ball off play action and things like that because he cannot stand in the pocket and throw it over people because he is five foot ten. Did you not see that one play where he threw the ball down the field? I know his shoulders messed up in those things. I know those things are going on. But he threw the ball downfield to Jarvis Landry, like Jarvis Landry was six foot eight. Right. Missed the pass, threw it right to the defensive back. And he basically he couldn't see who he was throwing it to. So either you're going to create throwing lanes for him or you're going to use play action and make things easier on him. One of the two have to happen. But in the end, I think Baker, you know, just does a little bit too much to kind of be, you know, he, he has me iffy on him. I just don't – I don't see him being the franchise guy unless they strategically change the offense back to the focal point of the running game. And, and Tony, um, to his point, that's on the coach. If, if you're not going to – you know, the one thing that Seattle's done and Russell's done is he rolls out. He's a short quarterback, but he can roll out and make plays. And stuff. They're not doing that with Baker. You can't have him in the pocket at 5'10". How many passes got in the, Steelers, the last Steelers game? He got knocked down because he's right under center in, in the in, inside the pocket, and you can't see over. They're just jumping up and knocking him down. So what do you what do you think about Baker and that situation in Cleveland? He makes good commercials. <laughs> yeah, the progressive commercials are funny, by yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah at, at, look, at this point right now, he is a personality that happens to be quarterback for the Browns. That I mean, yeah. that, that's the nicest way. That's the nicest way you can really say it right now. Right. Um, and and when you consider they've gone through uh, 189 quarterbacks since the since the uh, coming back in um, '99. He may just wind up being just another, you know, he may, you know, right now he's no better or worse than like a Spurgeon win or a Jeff Garcia or a Johnny Manziel or, a, I mean, God, how many of them have they gone through since, since. Eric since, Anderson. Right. Oh right. man. It's, it's, I mean, right. I mean, the only distinction uh, between him and the kid who took him to the playoffs, I guess, uh, by, uh, God, I can't remember his name, but, um, Right now, they don't. They're they're really no better than they were uh, a couple years ago. And remember, people had the audacity to call them a Super Bowl contender going into this year. 
I was uh, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I actually I actually drank the Kool-Aid. I can't even yeah, I did drink the Kool-Aid. I mean, I because mean, every only because, only because of the running game, because I think all of us yes. appreciate the running yeah. game, but because like, but see a lot of and, that and their defense to too, T Denzel. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know, the, the defense they got some studs on the other side too. So well, that, that's problem, why people drunk the Kool-Aid. Yeah, the prop the problem with a well with, the biggest problem I have with the NFL is Everybody wants to throw, and you can't throw 40, 50 times a game. It's it's all you got to do. You, you don't have to do overly analytic with it. Teams that win the Super Bowl or teams that contend for a Super Bowl can run the ball and stop the run. One of right. the reasons why those giant teams in the uh, 90s and uh, early 2000s were always in the mix was because they could run the ball and they could stop the run. And all these cold-weather teams that still want to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game, and then when they and, and, and then when they you know go, you know, have to go play in the cold when you have to go play somewhere else, it's you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't fly. Now, Philly's got a a shooter's chance in the sense because they're committed to the run. The team right. you watch, the teams that are committed to the run that are in the playoffs and can play. You know, presentable defense will make a run, right? And, a and, run. And, and real, real quick, uh, you know, uh, I was uh, listening um, to the, the post game after the, the Steelers and one of the callers just said, "Well, you know, you got Derek Watt as a fullback. Why don't they use him on third and short and stuff?" And the and the announcer and Charlie Batch was on the on the you know one of the, the guys on the post game said well they don't use full butts I mean he I mean he's overpaid he, he's on the team because his brother he's making three million dollars they he, he's good on special teams but he is a he's designated as his his position is a fullback but they don't use him in the running game mm-hmm. to your point about how it's a pass league now and they don't want to double down and go you know, uh, uh, two backs in the backfield type thing. If anything, they'll go running back tight end or, or something like that mm-hmm. in the backfield. Look how they use Debo with, with the 49ers. He's a wide receiver, mm-hmm. a stud physical wide receiver, but they're playing him. So this whole fullback thing is gone. Like it's, it's you know, the 49ers probably the only ones that kind of use that. Um, oh, I, oh they use him for sure. Right, mm-hmm. and, and the Ravens will do it too uh, in a sense. But other than that, you know, that's it. It's it's a thing of the past. It's a past. I feel, I, feel, I feel like the old guy in the. I feel like the old guy in the barber shop sometimes because I'm ground. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't. You know, look, that's never. You look. It's never changed in the NFL, and the, the and now the league is a copycat league. When when Joe Gibbs won with the Diesel. Everybody then all of a sudden everybody you know had the the you know the one back, and then when you had the quote unquote West Coast offense, then everybody uh, whatever. But there's got to be a balance, you know. One of you know one of one of the reasons why the Colts were cool to watch was because Taylor just took it to an entire other other level. Now now unfortunately their their Achilles heel was number two, but the thing is. If you've got a dom, you know, there is still room for having that dominant running back. I mean, wh- why why are we even talking about the Titans because of King Henry? Hmm. Our, I mean, that dude, and and he's a 
Nobody that big should be able to run that fast and be that powerful. The only guy that reminds me of him, and I'm not trying to be biased, is 22 with Pittsburgh. Like he's got that stiff arm and he's a big kid, not as big as Henry. But nobody that big should be that strong and that fast. And, and that, that commercial, that commercial with him dragging people through uh, through the luggage carrier that 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 doesn't do him justice. It doesn't do him justice at all. It's I mean that's just a that's just a tad that's just a touch of what he's he's been able to. I mean, to me, he's in that. I know you know. I want to Earl, Campbell. Earl Campbell, Earl Campbell, Earl Campbell Chuck okay. Lindsey, Jim Brown, William Andrew. I mean, you know, those guys where you literally just you know, give me the ball. What do you do with I, a dude I like would, that? And I he's a great blocker, Mike. As you know, he you know, if the blitz is coming, they keep him in. He he's a good blocker too, as well. I, I would I would put him in the mold of a uh, a guy that would be like a, a Jim Brown, but you also would put him in the mold of an Eric Dickerson when he gets in the open field. Absolutely, that's what I'm Absolutely. talking about. To to be that powerful, but then be elusive. It, I mean, to be able to cut. No, well, I'll say I'll, I'll say this: he's not quite as elusive. The one thing that that, that the Titans did with him that nobody talks about. He used to be a dancer when he was in the backfield. But what he does now, he hits one cut and he's in there. And he's going to make you one move. He's not going to try to shake you. He's just going to either plow through you or he's going to, you know, give you one cut. No, but I think you sell him short with his vision. Because he – No, no, I'm not saying – I'm not selling him short with his vision. that stretch is going to the right, he's got that vision to to get to the hole to the left. You know, he's he's – In that sense, he's elusive. Like, he can – his feet and his power, we haven't seen that. I, I, I still say um, he's a he. I think you're both right. I think he's an Earl Campbell, Eric Dickerson type of player. Like he, he could when he gets in the open, you see that speed and he's chucking it down the field. But he'll just knock guys. I, I, I hated Earl Campbell. I respect the Pittsburgh would had five guys on. He just boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, and keep hey, going. Look, like look, look, Josh. Josh Norman, Josh Norman and his family have never been the same since that since that hit uh, a couple of years ago. I mean that that that's sure that hasn't. you know that's whew. he, he got a uh, he yeah. got a uh, Earl he got a uh, Earl Thomas out the league when he spent him around like a top. Remember that? Yes, <laughs> yes. Earl Thomas never played for Baltimore Ravens again after that. Oh my God! <laughs> he's still trying to find his head in his helmet for Christ's yeah. sake. Right. No, nah, he's still trying. He's still trying to not be on the next episode of Cheaters. That's what he's trying to. <laughs> <do. You know? laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole other. That's a whole other story. <laughs> real, real quick, because I, I know we're running out of time, so I want to get a couple of other things. And uh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown plays again. Uh, you think in the NFL? Oh boy. And and Mike, really briefly, you know, I'm torn because he obviously something's going on with him. I don't like to use word mental than things, but something's going on. But at the same time, you know, if you're not deemed there's, like, a, there's, an, account- there's an accountability factor there too. When you look at it, it's three parts of this. It, it's an accountability. Mm-hmm. C- certainly he's got to get some, some help. Something's going on. But the NFL is if the dude can ball, somebody might pick him up. So does he play again in the NFL? Honestly, I don't know. I've said before that he's not going to play again. I said it a couple of different times in terms of things that he has done. And then all of a sudden, what happens? Somebody signs. Oh, so, mm-hmm. you know, to me, you know, uh, there, 
this is the one thing that I, I need people to understand. You can see, you can need help, and you can also be deemed selfish or you know be held accountable as well. Those things right. are not mutually exclusive. You can exactly. do both of those at the same time. Right. And to be honest, he's being pretty reckless, a little bit reckless and irresponsible because the thing is, he's going on these podcasts talking about this, talking about that. Talking about, you know, he's got to understand how are people going to trust him in the locker room when he's doing this? So, right. you know, I honestly, I honestly have doubts that he does play again. I mean, honestly, what he's, he's in his what mid thirties at this point. 30 yeah early about 34 i think he is yeah yeah he, he he's it, it's about over that sun's about to set and uh i guess he can go on to uh you know trying to rival joe budden as one of the most controversial podcasters and, and t you know uh, you know chad Ocosinco found out you know that behavior um you know will get him but i thought you know, they try to throw T.O. in it, and T.O. was just misunderstood. So he ain't in the same conversation. And to be fair, even Ocho Cinco, you know, Ocho Cinco was just a goofball. I mean, he knew right, right, you know, right. it wasn't anything that right, wasn't, I'm saying, anything he got, malicious. He, there wasn't yeah, anything he, really malicious there. Look, No, but I'm just I, saying I, that, that real quick, but I'm just saying with Ocho Cinco, he goofballed his way out of the league. Sure, um, sure, but, sure. But, but, and, but that and one incident there, too, in Miami. That, right, that actually, and listen, about, yeah. T, if I hear another coach after the fact say, you know, well, I pray for him. I hope they get the kid. Bruce Arians, I, I didn't like him in Pittsburgh anyway. Yeah. But, you know, if I hear another coach saying, well, we, we hope he gets help after the fact. But meanwhile – you brought him back. You knew he was who he was, and you brought him back anyway. And listen, if Tom Brady can't help this dude, he's the face of the league and all this other stuff. If he can't help Brown stay on the field and stay out of trouble and all that kind of stuff, I don't think anybody could. He actually you know, had I'll, I'll him staying in his house, and then yeah, he just spits yeah, in his face about yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't understand at that this, one. At, you know, I'll, I'll be the bad guy. I, I do think the birth the Burfick hit uh was a turning point in his career because now granted he did some crazy stuff before then but it's been amped up even more i i i you know i don't but see i don't think it's all the cte is is it a factor yes i think it's definitely a factor in this but again i i go back to what mike said you know there, there's ha there has to be some accountability because the guy's been in the league for a while now. Right. I could see if he was only say a four or five year guy, but he's been he's been in the league for a while now. And, and you're and you're and you're absolutely right because excuse me, LA, everybody knows what's going on here. Players and coaches talk. Everybody knows what's going on here. So you know you can't, you know, you literally can't cry ignorance when you bring him in. Mm. You know, so so and, and Arians, there's a phoniness to Arians as well. That's another that's yeah. another uh, story for another day. But having said all that, would it surprise me if he's in camp with somebody in July? No, I, I, I'm with you. And, and and Tony, you make a great point. He has that puncher's drunk slur in his I mean, he's always kind of had a, a, you know, a, a roughness about his 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 dialect, if you well, will. It's, but it's, 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 now it's, it's, he it's, sounds it's, like he's slurring this, like that hit, just kind of 
that CTE might be a part of what's going on. Well, see, the thing is, it's not, you know, the the crazy thing. And again, I'm not a doctor or or, or what have you, but I remember a a player years ago told me, oh, it's different now in the sense of when, you you know, kids play peewee ball. So you develop hits through that. 